You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast, a podcast for people who want to learn more about their personal finances and get the most from their money. This series is hosted by Kate Campbell from How To Money and Owen Raskovich from Rask Finance. The Australian Finance Podcast is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So consider getting the advice of a licensed and trusted professional before acting on the information. Kate, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where we're talking setting and achieving money goals. Which has actually been a highly requested episode. So I thought we'd dedicate today to discussing everything to do with setting and achieving your money goals and not leaving it to chance or to January. <laughs> because we all know people tend to leave things to the end of the calendar year yeah. and they say I'm going to, I've got a new year's resolution it's normally like health and fitness <laughs> and the other things money related right I think mine my health and fitness one this year was do 10 push-ups but I have not gotten anywhere with that because I did <laughs> not have a plan and what that's you, something we do talk about in this episode is actually making a plan just so I can confirm you're saying 10 push-ups in total or 10 in one go Ten in one go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think over the course of this year, I have done over ten push-ups because we had a charity push-up challenge at work. But um, ten in a row, not on my knees, is the challenge. Oh, not on your knees. Yeah, that, okay. that adds an extra level of complexity to things. Yeah, it does. And how did you go when you did the one at work? How many did you get to? Oh, I was doing them on my knees. Oh, right. Okay. I wasn't telling them that though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this episode is not about push-ups, but we are talking money goals. So. I think the first point that we have in our show notes is to talk about what are your priorities. Mm. So maybe you can just flesh that out and how people can, I guess, just even think about setting goals in the first instance. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, yeah, before you even set the goal, you've got to work out what is important to you to achieve in the short term and the long term and your priorities. Because you might have 10 things you want to achieve in Mm. your financial life, but 
you just it's not feasible to achieve them all at once or even all in the matter of 10 years maybe one of your goals is paying off your mortgage but that might be a 20 or 30 year goal for you so i it's often trying to work out a priority list and what's most important to you to achieve first and that's going to be completely unique to you and what you want um so i might actually you might put all the things you want to achieve financially in uh, on a piece of paper and then mm-hmm. group that into sort of short term medium term and long term and then actually prioritize them within that space you might want to buy like five different things in the short term but which one's actually important to you and which one's like which one would you be okay with not achieving mm. so do you think there's like a rule of thumb that people should be using like short term medium term long term like, well, i think yeah it- that's how i generally think about it and i probably think that way with a lot of other mm. areas of life i probably set my financial goals in a similar way to i set mm-hmm. other goals um and and i group that because the strategy to achieving short term medium and long term goals is quite different okay so a, a short term goal might be like say i don't know saving up for a holiday yeah, yeah. so maybe you want to go uh, to queensland for christmas and that could be a short term goal right now okay and then medium term might be if maybe it's a younger person home deposit yeah, saving up for a home deposit. Okay. Sometimes people want to save enough money that they can take a year off work to study a different course. Mm-hmm. Um, Good one. Yeah, maybe it's you want to work overseas, so you want to have a bit of a safety net there. Um, even sometimes emergency fund kind of falls into that medium-term goal, depending on how much you think you need as mm-hmm. an emergency fund. And I guess another one there might be credit cards because sometimes that can take a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, credit cards and paying off debt. If if it's just you that you want to cancel your Afterpay account, that might be a short term goal, something you want to get done mm. by Christmas. But paying off a, a credit card debt that's sort of accumulated a bit might be um, a medium term goal for you that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then obviously for most people, the longer term ones might be say a mortgage or not a mortgage, a house. Sorry. Yeah. Or um, retirement, those types of things, or even you know. The, uh, common one nowadays is financial independence mm. right yeah and so those are things that might be five years off or 10 years or even longer perhaps mm. and yeah. maybe you want to save up so you're financially ready for a family as well so that mm. might be something you're looking for in building that super super's falling into that long-term planning category as well mm. i like that I, I like how you bucket it into those three different things mm. i'm just thinking someone at home could just get a piece of paper have three columns yeah, And then absolutely. just put the things down and then rank them. Yeah, and I think ranking them as well is important because you, yeah, you've got to work out what's the priority because you can't, you can sort of do anything but not everything. Mm. Um, I think I stole that line off a US financial podcast, but um, that's actually really stuck with me that I can achieve my goals, but I just can't do everything. Mm-hmm. I've got to work out what my priorities are. That's super cool. I like that. I think I might steal that off you. <laughs> Okay, so kind of like the next step, once you um, you kind of know your priorities and then you, one of the steps might be defining your goal. Mm. So how do you think about that? Yeah, so I, I think about it, what does the end result look like to me? So whether it's mm. I'm on a holiday, I'm, I've paid off my debt, I'm financially independent, what does that look like? And I think writing that down or somehow recording that as something that to aspire to because you you can think about what does the end result look like and what would it mean for you to achieve it because having a lofty goal is one thing but you actually got to think about well what 
what does it mean to achieve that? Because mm. you need to sort of think about that to actually work towards that goal, especially if they're long-term and they're going to take a long time and a lot of work to achieve. That's probably something that I've neglected to do in the past. If I've ever set a goal, I wouldn't really, like, I think, yeah, I want financial independence. So yeah, I want a beach house. I don't mm. know. I'm just putting something out there. But I failed to really think why I want that and then write it down. Like, yeah. Why do I want that? And what's it going to feel like? And I guess that's where that motivation comes from to when you you're every day you're sacrificing something, that's what you need to remember. Mm. Whereas I've always failed to, like you say, define it really well. Yeah. But it's like if your goal is to pay off a credit card, well, you want to pay it off so you've got a bit of extra cash each month that's not going to paying off debt. So you're free, debt free. So that takes a weight off your shoulders. So you don't have to worry about uh, the ATO or the debt collector knocking on the door Mm. um so just thinking about what it would mean to you to reach that goal and what the end picture could look like i think that's cool too i think it's a yeah i think like i'm just thinking you could just do all of this on one piece of paper that's very simple you could sit down one night with your partner or by yourself with a friend whatever Mm. family member just write it down um okay i think when i was talking to uh an author by the name of melissa brown she said it's, you know, it's all well and good to have these wishy-washy goals. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's what are you prepared to sacrifice? And I think that's the, the question. Like, what are you prepared to sacrifice to have this, to reach this, I guess, this end goal? Mm. What, are you pre- what are you prepared to sacrifice? And that's when it bring, comes back to reality. And yeah. speaking of, the next step would probably be what's your, what's your plan? You've yeah. put it down as an action plan, but wh- how are you going to get there? What are, what are some of the tools you think people could use Yes. Because it's probably the Mm. mathy part of it where people don't really, they're probably intimidated by most people, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely, first step, you've got to know your numbers, which is pretty pretty simple. It's what's coming into your bank account each Mm -hmm. month from your paycheck. Generally, that's probably most people's main source of income. Maybe you've got a few other, you've got a side hustle, you've Mm. got an investment property, whatever you have. What, do you, what is coming in each month and what's leaving your bank account each month? Um, and maybe you just have one card you use so you can easily work out exactly what you're spending each month. But there's other apps. Um, I've had a look at um, Frollo, MoneyTree, Money Brilliant. So they're ones you can link your credit card or your debit card or your bank account to. So you can actually look at what came in, what went out and what categories are you spending the money on as well. Mm. And that's just a really simple way to do it. To be honest, I'm call me old fashioned, but I do like to write things down. Mm. I do like to, even if it's in a spreadsheet, I'm typing it in. <laughs> um, I do like to feel like I know where things are going, and I really yeah. only do that and understand it truly if I actually write it down or see things. Um, I think with this step, what you can do is you can use these apps and everything like that, and use that to inform you. Yeah, absolutely. And use that even to motivate you. Many of these tracking apps are fantastic. So, um, Yeah, and it's also those apps also should show you the main areas that you're spending money on. And is that are they the areas you want to be spending money on? Is there um, a way you can reallocate funds from that to one of your goals? Mm -hmm. And I guess it's working out what is that area making you happy? Is it giving you the satisfaction it should be giving you or could that money be reallocated to achieving going to a Queensland by Christmas time? Mm. Um, Is is that something that you want to reallocate the money to a goal instead? Um, 
And then also working out, yeah, your spending pattern. So I usually, I sort of tell my friends, use the apps for a couple of months to establish your current That's spending point, pattern yeah. before you make massive changes. Um, to, so you get a baseline and you know where your money's going. Because a lot of people, we just tap every day, everywhere. Apple Pay, yep. Um, yeah, Apple, that was... That's, so easy. I made an impulse buy the other day using Apple Pay. It's so easy with the computer. It just... Isn't you it? thumbprint on your phone. Uh, yeah. Scary. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think that baseline's important. Mm. Right. And I think you make a good point there about taking your time with it. People just rush out and they set an unrealistic goal yeah. or what have you. It's like those snap diets. They don't yeah. last. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what's really important to do here is... To remember that if you do this once, if you set your goals properly like once a year or not even not that often, you just set them for the longer term goals mm. I'm thinking about here, you only have to do it once. You know, you only have to envisage that that ideal once. Mm. You don't have to go back and revisit it every week. So yeah. when you do sit down, sit down and do it properly. Like I don't I don't go over my goals every, every day. Every no. day. <laughs> Some people do, and each you know, horses for courses, each mm. to their own. But I think you, you can be, you can fall into the trap of being so money focused. You get a lot of anxiety from it. Yeah. And you don't want like the goals to rule every part of every aspect of your life. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to like every time you go out with friends, you're suddenly looking at your goals. I mean, that's it. Like you're splitting the bill down to the cents. Yeah. Like that's just. Yeah, I think I that's mean, too far. Sometimes actually revisiting it regularly for a short term goal. Absolutely. I, I've recently just been saving for. A holiday and it actually helped me i printed out exactly what the number i needed for that holiday and i actually broke it down into small chunks and mm-hmm. as i um throughout the last year as i my pay came in and i put money aside for that trip i actually just crossed it out on the piece of paper that oh, i cool. had stuck on my wall so um it was called a, sort of a countdown count up to yeah. reaching that goal so i think for a short-term goal that could be a useful method and that allowed me to sort of keep on track every mm-hmm. day but um, you probably don't want to just like put your superannuation goal up on your wall. No, that's I'm not sure yeah, if that would be that helpful. You have to have a big wall. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a really good point. Like you're, you're rewarding yourself those feedback loops. So yeah. the time it takes for you to get positive reinforcement isn't that long. Crossing something off a crossing, list. Is, if you have a calendar, great. just crossing things off. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually really rewarding, right? Um, I, I, I reckon, you know, you, you're under something there with revisiting your goals regularly hmm. um, in terms of the short term goals. But for yeah. me, what's happened is I don't set goals. So it, contrary to what we've been talking about, I don't <laughs> set like big grand goals. Mm. Many years ago, I made the decision that I wanted to be financially independent. And I did the math. I looked at the compound interest tables. I looked at the loan repayments tables. And it just made sense. Like save this percentage, which was for me, it was up to 20%. Yeah. So if I saved up to 20%, I earn an average wage. I'm going to retire comfortably. Mm. And then the other one was like loan repayments. You can just, if you plug in, like Google Money Smart loan repayments, you plug some numbers in there, you'll realize really quick what debt is doing to you, even if you don't realize it in the short term. Mm. But anyway, my point is that you, if you do this once, you do it right. What is so important is that you develop the habits and the habits go beyond just writing something down. Mm. And the way you can do that is make it bite-sized like you did with your, your thing on the wall, just tick it off or cross it off. Uh, make it a habit. So however you can save 10 bucks a day, make that a habit. And then it becomes sustainable. 
you know, the chains, I think I've used this one, I've overused it. Yeah. The chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. Mm. And it's so true. Like little things go a long way over the long term. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've gone on a bit of a tangent. So what are some of the tips people can have? Yeah. Right, can can so go with here? Yeah. The important thing is being able to actually track mm-hmm. your way to your goal. Um, and one of the tips is talking with your partner or family or a trusted friend about your goals yep. and maybe ask them, check in with me on a quarterly basis, check in with me on a monthly basis, ask me how I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, s- tell me if I seem to be spending a lot of money on stuff that doesn't align with my goal. Maybe that's something you do. So you want someone, we never like someone telling us, oh, are you sure you want to buy that coffee? Mm. <laughs> but just someone to sort of prod you in the right direction. And that often helps reinforce that positive behavior and celebrate the wins with you. If you achieve for sure. the goal of saving $1,000 for a Christmas holiday, you want to celebrate that with people. And that sort of reinforces the fact that it's actually positive to reach your money goals mm. and positive to talk about money. Absolutely. I, I think that's really good. I mean, and even for, yeah, like you said, it doesn't have to be a partner. It can be like a friend or a family mm-hmm. member, just be anyone really. Um, it's it's just important to talk about it, you know. We're fortunate because we're finance people. So <laughs> when we're introduced to people, it's like, oh, I'm in finance. And they're like, oh, what do you think of this? I've been doing that. Mm. So it's easy for us. But for people that don't have the knowledge or don't get introduced that way, yeah. it's not necessarily a topic that gets brought up all the time, that's right? Fair. Like a lot of people I know have grown up in families that just don't talk about money. So for them to actually go to their parents and say, oh, I saved up my first thousand dollars that might be a really weird or uncomfortable subject to broach so maybe you need to find a trusted family a friend to talk to or mm. something like that for sure 100 percent. it can be anyone it can be you know who i don't mean to generalize or though i am uh older people love to talk about finance i thought you were gonna say the uber driver oh yeah well they do too one was trying to tell me i need to start trading the other day i was like man nah Thank you anyway. But <laughs> now older people love to talk about it because it's on their mind. Yeah. Right. And they always, it's like one of those things where you talk to older people, they always think you're more mature if you talk about something that's like <laughs> a mature subject like finance. So it's you can always, there's always good value there. Uh, one last tip is you can use a calendar and a spreadsheet. So I have a, uh, speaking of goals set ages ago, I think it was like two years ago, um, I set a recurring calendar event that tells me to deposit a thousand bucks into an investing account mm. and it tells um, this is it every month and it tells me to check my fin- my financial goals yeah that's all it does i don't read it every month it just reminds me just prompts me to think about it and i think that's like when it comes to superannuation i think everybody should have in their calendar for a reoccurring just one date each year a reoccurring event in their calendar to check their superannuation check what fees they're paying check if their super is actually performing in line with what it should be and um just see if you're on track and whether you want to make some changes. I think oh. everyone should put that in. That's good. Influencer Kate is, <laughs> has, has made the call. We almost Mate, do People this. don't check super and they don't talk about super and they should. So I think if that... Here, here. Take one thing away from this episode. It's a recurring calendar event in your diary. Once a year, check your super. Yep. Easy to do. Do it on your smartphone. Do it in your web browser, whatever. Okay. So this comes to the next point, which is automate. So we just want to automate things if we yeah. can. I'd say not too much, not to the point where everything's on autopilot, but just so you, yeah. it makes your life easy yeah. and it prompts you. I think automating in terms of putting away more in savings is a good idea. Mm-hmm. You don't want to automate like direct debits for all these online products you're using. Yeah. So uh, automation, if it's going to be beneficial to you in terms of 
reaching your goals and savings is good. If it's about money leaving your bank account, not so good. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. And because I was thinking about the other day, there's so many, there are so many subscriptions and things that you can get. You really don't know what is going where. And you forget if you've got Stan, you've got Netflix. Yeah. And like HBO apparently is coming now. Yep. Yeah, all of it. You got Amazon, YouTube. Like I'm just thinking of all these subscriptions that I have. I'm thinking, geez, I don't even know which day these yeah, come well, out. They're only really small. Like iTunes and like Apple just send you receipts and like, oh, we've taken money out for yeah. this and this. Or you don't notice and then you go to like your your bank statement and that's when you notice the little transactions. You're like, geez, I and didn't they add up. Like I, if you've got ten do. different subscriptions, it might be like a hundred dollars a month. That's twelve hundred a year that you could be putting towards a goal. Yeah, and it's probably for things you don't necessarily need all the time, right? You, that's I guess that that's the trick with subscriptions. Sometimes you only need that thing one or two months a year, but you pay for it the whole year. Yeah. I mean, most of these things don't hurt. You can just cancel and resubscribe. Everyone tells me that about um, Foxtel and the footy. They're like, the season's only on for this many months. <laughs> I should cancel it, but then they make it so hard. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, last one for our uh, money goals is just accountability and regularly, regularly reviewing them. So you've covered this with having yeah. a friend to prompt you. Yeah, or just... Yeah, just creating strategies in your life so you actually review your short-term, medium goals on mm -hmm. semi-regular basis and your long-term goals maybe on a yearly basis. Uh, I guess that's why people like the 1st of January. It's just that sort of check-in time. Yep. Um, but I don't know if on New Year's Day you're ready to check in with no. your supers. So I probably wouldn't have that as my check-in day. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, no, you probably but, better Yeah, using do. apps, they actually – a lot of them are using – technology to prompt you and remind you of things mm -hmm. like you've been paid your supers come in all sorts of, sorts of things like that or you could just schedule in to have a coffee with a family member on a monthly basis and chat about how you're going with all of your goals mm -hmm. absolutely i think just reflecting back on this episode i think there's we've given you kind of five points which are knowing your priorities and listing them down just maybe short long medium long term yep Defining the goals. So what does it mean to you? Uh, we've got having an action plan or a budget. Automating things and making sure you're accountable and just reviewing them. I think if there's something to take away from this, it's that you can set your own money goals. And it's pretty simple to do. Mm. Like it's probably, an, you know, you can use some apps and all that type of stuff yeah. to help you or a spreadsheet if you want to get complicated. I mean, but if you Google goals, you get smart goals and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You can make it as complicated as you want. You can. Or simple. As simple as you want. Like My goals are so simple. I don't... Like I've got a calendar invite that recurs every month and then I just know that I'm just going to save up to 20% of my wage. It's that simple. Mm. Like it doesn't, you know, like I said, horses for courses. What's the, what's actually, what's the one t key takeaway from this episode? <laughs> Set up a recurring calendar invite, not on New Year's Day to check your super on a yearly basis. Yep. Not on New Year's Day. Check your super folks. Slightly, slight tangent to this episode, but I think it's important. Yep. No, I like it. It's definitely worthwhile. Okay, Kate, and if people want to find out more uh, about us or hear from us, where can they go? Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at HowToMoneyAUS and on my website at HowToMoney.online. Yep, and I'm at Owen Rask on Twitter and Instagram, and you can lodge a question by writing to us, podcast at raskfinance.com. We can also learn more about what I do. Okay, Kate, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Thanks for listening. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? 
InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.